Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. In today's edition, the debate rages on after Ontario ended its mask mandate. Did it do so too early? Hamilton City officials say actions are underway to improve road safety. Interest rates are on the way up again, and we'll give you some tips on how to deal with it. A local brewer is donating some proceeds from the sale of a limited beer to Ukraine. Tiger Cats defensive coordinator Mark Washington has received a promotion. And will the Red Hot Bulldogs get to the 50-win plateau? We'll find out. The GMH podcast starts now. This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. Certainly people are tired, and with the number of absences that we're seeing at the staff level, uh, there's a lot of work happening where people are covering different classes. Um, We don't have a normal day, and I really appreciate the work that's been going on behind the scenes to fill absences. You're listening to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin with you. That is Hamilton Wentworth District School Board Chair Don Danko saying that the local public board has written the province and the city's public health departments calling for mandatory mask mandates to be reintroduced. There are similar calls uh, from other school boards, some hospitals hoping for the same as well. Meantime, Niagara's acting medical officer of health, Dr. Mustafa Hirji, is considering a mask mandate for the region if the province does not reintroduce one. How is that going to impact things, not only there, but across the province if a mask mandate is reintroduced? Jim Diadati is the mayor of Niagara Falls and joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Rick. Are you in line with what Dr. Hirji is suggesting? No, I'm not. I, I mean, I understand what he's saying and I appreciate the concerns. But I'm just, you know, one of these guys who's listening to a lot of people and a lot of their feelings, a lot of their comments. And, and my feeling is you strongly encourage it. We've been through this for two years. My feeling is we know exactly the protocols and how to behave during times like COVID. And I'll give you a classic example. Last Friday, my son and I went to the Toronto Blue Jays home opener, and we took the GO train from Burlington and on the way back, it was packed. I mean, it was standing room only. And we were very close proximity to many people we didn't know. And we both put our masks on, as did most people on the train, because people know we've been through it. We don't need to be told when to do what to do. I mean, voluntarily, we're the one of the highest vaccinated countries in the world because people here know what to do. We understand common sense. And my feeling is, you know, you can't regulate everything. You, you teach us, you show us, you educate us, you make us aware, and we'll, we'll do the right thing because we want to do the right thing. But bringing down the heavy hand and coming down hard on people, I don't know that that's the answer. People are really frustrated at this point during the pandemic. And I think you present the evidence, you encourage them to do the right thing, and people will do the right, the right thing. If a mask mandate is reintroduced in Ontario, and I think that's a big if, but if it is, what impact would it have on Niagara's tourism sector, which is the bread and butter of the community? Well, and you're right. It's bread and butter. 40,000 people count on tourism to feed their families here in Niagara. It's very, very important. And we've done a very good job. Given the fact we're the number one leisure destination in the country, our per capita infection rate was no higher than other areas. So we did a great job here and we over-implemented. We created things like safetoplay.ca and safetostay.ca. We brought in epidemiologists. We went above and beyond the protocols. So I believe at this stage, we follow Dr. Moore. He's our leader in the province. We have to be consistent everywhere because people that come to Niagara to see the falls are not all from Niagara Falls. They're from everywhere. So to bring them here 
and most other jurisdictions do not have mask mandates to say you have to wear this. And then the question is, and what if they don't? Who's going to enforce it? Will there be fines? What are we going to do? I think it's going to create a lot of adversarial feelings. I think it's the wrong direction to go. I agree with the idea of encouraging people right now where we've got a temporary lift in numbers, which was predicted by Dr. Moore. Well, since that's coming, I get it. We can bring our masks and I take my mask everywhere I go and I wear it when I feel threatened. But I don't need someone telling me you you have to wear your mask today. Niagara Falls Mayor Jim Diodati is our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. We heard from the chair of the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board calling on the province to reintroduce masks in schools. What's the situation at schools in Niagara like? Is it Are they being greatly impacted by BA2, the sub-variants of Omicron? And you know what? There's definitely a higher incidence of infections, no question about it. And the vast majority of people are mild symptoms to a, a, a good cold. And I've had members of my family had it. I've got a, one of my kids is in high school. I've got two in university. And I talk to them every single day, many times a day, to find out what's going on. What I'm finding right now, Rick, is, yeah, there is definitely an uptick in it. But, again, it's not turning into anything severe because most people understand. And our philosophy has always been, if you're sick, stay home. Forget the mask, stay home. And, and here we're 9 out of 10 eligible Canadians are vaccinated in this country. I think everybody's done the right thing. Everybody understands, and we know that in a few weeks this is going to taper off. We've been told by our provincial experts that this is going to end. We're just weeks away. So we need to weather the storm. We don't need to panic. We need to plan. That's simply the way to do it. Plan, educate, and make people aware People are smart. They have common sense. They're going to do the right thing. Uh, we've got about 90 seconds here, and I may, maybe I should have started with this question because it might take some time to answer it, but you're a politician. Is this decision, is there some politics at play here as well? Well, there always is. There's inside baseball politics. That's always going on. And some uh, different regions maybe don't agree with other regions or don't agree with the province, and we've got a provincial election coming up. So sometimes, and I'm not suggesting the, the names you mentioned are involved in the politics of it but certainly many people are and and for for as far as i'm concerned i've got to be agnostic in politics at a municipal level i think you have to follow one lead you don't need dissension it's been two years of hell people have been fighting family members don't talk to each other neighbors ignore each other it's it's not been good our mental health has been challenged we don't need more challenges let's follow our leader who's a medical expert He's telling us that we're close to coming out of this and that everyone's done the right thing in a a place where we've had higher uh, vaccination rates than most places in the world. I think they've done a good job. Let's just finish this off. Let's get through this and let's not panic. Mr. Mayor, thank you for your time today and enjoy your day. Okay, you too, Rick. Thank you very much. That is Niagara Falls Mayor Jim Diodati. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Every time we do something, this is another burden and expense to taxpayers. And it's unfortunate because people, all we have to do is slow down. Welcome back to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. That is the voice of Hamilton City Councillor Maria Pearson. Because in light of a rash of collisions involving pedestrians in Hamilton, the city's manager of transportation operations says actions are underway to improve road safety. What are some of those actions that we can expect? Let's ask our next guest, Ward 8 City Councillor John Paul Danko, who joins us once again on GMH. John Paul, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. I'm very well. Why do you think we've had this series of collisions involving pedestrians in the city? What's going on? Well, there's a number of factors. Um, And, 
In the last uh, few months, we've seen eight pedestrian fatalities, eight deaths, and each one of those person people was somebody that had, you know, a family. They had their own story, and it, it's really tragic because pedestrians are the most vulnerable road user. And when we think of um, the one that gets me the most is the death of June Strickland. Um, you know, the, just a, a kid walking home from school, crossing out a light and uh, hit by a, a driver, you know, in the intersection. And the circumstances of that collision are complex. There's elements of road safety and uh, they go beyond to, you know, driver behavior, impairment and uh, just a whole lead up of string of um, events that led to that that death. But um, the city of Hamilton in 2019 implemented our Vision Zero Action Plan. And that has a goal of identifying fatalities and serious injuries in our roads. And then um, under the context that they're all preventable and that no loss of life is acceptable. So since then, we've implemented an action plan in the city, along with our partners at Hamilton Police Services, the fire department, public health, both of the school boards have been meeting and implementing the Vision Zero Action Plan. And some of the things that we've seen in neighborhoods include uh, speed bumps in active lanes, um, lower speed limits, uh, and now, as I mentioned, the manager of transportation operations says more actions or actions are going to be underway to improve road safety. So what more is going to be done? Yeah, we've been doing quite a bit. Um, We've lowered speed limits, as you mentioned, in neighborhoods across the city. So every neighborhood in the city by this summer will have uh, a 10-kilometer reduction in speed. We've implemented automated speed enforcement, so that's photo radar, which has a a big impact on speeding um, on our arterial roadways. We're implementing more red light cameras and also a joint uh, enforcement with Hamilton Police because it, it Police enforcement is a very important part of road safety, uh, especially in neighborhoods where you have kind of routine uh, driver behavior issues with people speeding in neighborhoods or running stop signs and that kind of thing. And then looking forward, we're really starting to implement our complete streets uh, protocols. So that is changing the design, the geography of our roadways to make them more safe. So think of things like uh, boulevards and traffic islands and street trees and things that just make the, the roadway geometry less uh, likely for you to even be able to get up to a speed where you can injure somebody. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, John Paul Danko, Ward 8 City Councillor here in Hamilton. We're talking about uh, the rash of collisions involving pedestrians and road safety in general. You spoke about police enforcement. How nice was it to see Police Chief Frank Bergen the other day get up on social media to say, hey, we're, we're going to do more? That was really good to see. I mean, the police have been a partner with the city in this, uh, you know, since the beginning. Uh, We, council, um, approved funding for eight dedicated traffic enforcement officers. And then I think it was in 2020, uh, Hamilton Police uh, implemented a dedicated 20-member traffic enforcement unit. So they, they are definitely our partner. And we saw the direct impact that policing and police enforcement has when there was some focused uh, anti-speeding efforts on the Red Hill, and that had an immediate impact.
Uh, we ran a poll question on Twitter yesterday during uh, Good Morning Hamilton, really throughout the day, on what our listeners uh, will want to see happen. And, and 37% voted for more enforcement. The next highest was 26% at changing intersections. And you kind of alluded to, you know, changing how uh, certain areas of our community um, should be altered to kind of slow down traffic or prevent these accidents from happening. There is a discussion on whether or not Maine should be converted to a two-way street. Is that conversation at all have legs that's been a really contentious discussion at the city hamilton um but i I think we need to really look at all of our roadways um you mentioned intersections so for example at upper wellington and concession street that intersection has slip lanes which are very uh, dangerous for pedestrians because you cross at the light and then there's a this additional lane where cars are uh, turning at a higher speed there's a number of intersections like that, that across Hamilton. Um, for Maine and King, they're, they're, you know, we're trying to balance the, the ability to you know, facilitate all road users. That includes drivers, pedestrians, cyclists. And uh, I, I think Councillor Wilson has identified very rightly that Maine and King are hotspots for uh, injuries and fatalities. And uh, many of the intersections along those two routes are the most dangerous in the city. And a lot of that reason is because of the one-way um, configuration that we currently have. The timing couldn't be better because LRT is going to be added into the mix as well. I think so. Uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, shared around uh, council, but it seems pretty obvious that if you're going to be taking up uh, the lanes on King Street and you have a six-lane one-way highway on Main Street, it seems pretty obvious that Main Street should be two-way to me. Yeah, well, we'll see if that uh, does in fact happen. Uh, John Paul Danko, appreciate the time. Good luck with uh, improving road safety in our community. Thanks so much for the conversation, Rick. That is Ward 8 Councillor for the City of Hamilton, J.P. Denko, as uh, he and uh, the rest on City Council. And a bunch of staff involved in this process. We'll look at uh, some of the key intersections. The 10 most dangerous intersections are going to undergo an intensive review. And uh, as you heard earlier this week from Police Chief Frank Bergen, they're committed to uh, stepping up enforcement at these areas. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Anyone that has line credit, which are tied to prime rates, they're going to be paying more money on interest costs. Anyone that has their mortgage rate resetting, those resets are going to be at higher rates. And so our view is that we're going to get to extremely high levels on the amount of money that Canadians are going to be putting towards servicing their debt payment. Dire news from TD Bank senior economist James Orlando. Welcome back to Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. We're talking about interest rates on the rise again. The cost of borrowing going up as the Bank of Canada raising its key lending rates by half a percentage points. The biggest rate increase uh, since May of 2000. So how is this going to impact your wallet, your bank account, your debt. Paul Ananiak is Vice President and Licensed Insolvency Trustee at BDO Debt Solutions and joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hey, Rick. I'm doing great. It's uh, it's um, it's amazing. We've been predicting this is going to be happening, and uh, here we are sitting here with a, a full uh, 50 basis points that went up the interest rate yesterday. So should Canadians be worried about their debt levels and how they're going to be able to tackle their debt now that this rate is going up and rates are going up across the board? 
Well, it's it's very interesting because as the Bank of Canada predicted, that rates are going to be continuing to go up this year. So uh, while it's not a, a full panic time, now is the time to be more proactive uh, regarding your situation because, you know, the Bank of Canada has signaled it's going to increase. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, how does this impact me? Uh, who does this impact as well? Well, you heard TD uh, economists talking how it's going to impact anyone with variable rate debt, mortgages, home lines of credit, home equity lines of credit. And those are the individuals that are going to be paying more. Uh, with those that have a mortgage, you have a bit more of a breathing room right here. Uh, really, because if you're in a variable rate mortgage, a lot of times when rate increases happen, all that means is that you're going to be paying more towards the interest and less towards the principal, meaning it's going to take you a longer time to pay off your mortgage. Uh, those that are going to be coming up for renewal, now's the time to be watching the, the markets, as, especially the mortgage markets. You know, talk to your mortgage broker, talk about what's the best time to renew and the best product uh, to get into. A lot of times this isn't the time to get into a variable rate mortgage because again, it's tied to prime and if it's going to be increasing, you know that your, your cost of borrowing is going to still increase this year. Those that are really going to feel the impact right now, well, first of all, those new home buyers, uh, they're definitely going to feel the impact because if you recall, uh, here in Canada, we have a stress test uh, in order to qualify for a mortgage. So what that's going to mean is those that have qualified for their maximum amount under the old rate, now their stress test, they're going to qualify for even less. Uh, those also who are going to feel the immediate impact are those that are going to be in those home lines of credit, the line of credit where their minimum payments are going to increase this month. Uh, and depending on how much you borrow is really determining how much you are going to have to pay. There's a good example I have here is according to TransUnion, the home equity line of credit balance on average in quarter four last year was 142000 Now, those people that were maxed out at that amount we're paying $650 a month. With the latest interest uh, increase, uh, their payments are now going to be $724 a month. That's going up $74. Now, for some people, that might not sound like a lot, but for, but those are living paycheck to paycheck that are struggling. They're looking at this increase saying, where am I going to get that $74 a month, even though you know I'm struggling right now? And for those who have that debt and they're looking for ways to tackle the debt, what's about the worst thing they can do right now? Avoidance. Uh, again, uh, burying your head in the sand it never works uh, for, for anyone. And with the Bank of Canada already signaling that there's going to be rate increases, again, now's the time to become proactive. Take a look at your entire financial situation. Uh, explore what your options are, because the sooner you can tackle your debt issues, the sooner there are more uh, options that are available for you. So that's why it's time to be proactive and not reactive. Paul and I will be discussing this uh, this Saturday morning on Ask the Experts with BDO Debt Solutions. You can hear it from 11 till noon this Saturday on 900 CHML. And uh, all the time, you know, every show, basically, we, uh, you know, advise listeners to uh, contact you to just evaluate your options. It's a free, no obligation meeting where, uh, you know, they lay out their budget in front of you and you say, all right, this is this is the, the options available to you. Definitely. And uh, the show we're going to be having on Saturday, definitely we're going to go over those options uh, for, for those Canadians that are want to know their options. Uh, again, we meet with people all the time that might not have to take, uh, uh, you know, advantage of what options are available, but they want to know. So the more options that you know are available, when you 
get one of those unexpected life events occurring, you know where to turn to and you don't incur more debt stress. Because when you get debt stress, it's one of the worst things in the world because it affects almost every aspect of your life, from your health to your relationship, uh, to your view on society itself. So the more options you know ahead of time, the better you are. Paul, always appreciate the time. We'll chat with you on Saturday. Appreciate it, Rick, and we'll talk then. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. The use of uh, targeted attacks against civilians, against hospitals, against maternity wards, against train stations filled with people fleeing, the deliberate use of sexual violence, um, the way uh, that they're attacking Ukrainian identity and culture. These are all things that are war crimes that Putin is responsible for. These are all things that are crimes against humanity. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says Russia must be held accountable for war crimes in Ukraine. We're going to talk about this issue, but in a in a much lighter sense and in a much gratifying sense, because this is a big win-win that we're about to talk about here. Because a limited run of Lager Shed Original from Sean and Ed Brewing Company, yes, some beer, some tasty, sudsy beer, $4 from every four-pack is going to be donated to those in Ukraine. And here to talk about it is the owner of Sean and Ed Brewing Company, Ed Mandronich. Ed, good morning. How are you today? Hello, Ed. Do we have you? Hey, yeah, you got me. Hey, good there morning, we go. Rich. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm good. This, as I said, this is a win-win. Absolutely. Who doesn't want uh, a good beer, a great beer, and uh, donate to a, an amazing cause? Is there any connection to Ukraine that you guys have? Uh, nothing specific other than, you know, for us, uh, our tagline is forged in friendship, and we really like to support our community, whether it's local or international. So it's sort of core to our brand and core to who we are at the brewery um, that we support our friends in times of need. Uh, Sean and Ed Bruin Company going to be donating $4 from every four-pack sold to the United Nations Refugee Agency. How did this come about? How did you set it up with them? Um, you know, we just looked at charities that we thought would have the biggest impact. And it, it really wasn't uh, anything other than, you know, how can we have the biggest impact and support the, the people of Ukraine? And we landed on the United Nations Refugee Agency, uh, just wanted full transparency and make sure that the money is going to the, the best possible place. Where can we get uh, our hands on this four-pack and what kind of response are you expecting? Uh, well, we're hopefully expecting a really big response, and uh, it's available at the brewery at 65 Hat Street in beautiful Dundas, Ontario. And uh, come down and visit us and grab a four-pack or a case of beer, uh, and we'll get that money going to uh, United Nations Refugee Agency. Ed Mandronich is the owner of Sean and Ed Brewing Company. We're talking about $4 from every four-pack of Lagershed Original from uh, the brewery. is going to be donated to those in Ukraine at the UN Refugee Agency um, tell us a little bit about the Lager Shed original. What, what does it taste like for those that have so, not sampled it? So we're not uh, uh, the regular sort of, I'll say, hoppy craft beer. It's just a straight-up, really great-tasting lager, four ingredients, uh, and really well-made lager. So if you're looking for a crisp, clean beer, uh, that's what we make at the Shawnette Brewing Company. Good time for uh, not only the long weekend, but the warm weather approaching as well. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, we're super excited. We're, we're into our sixth year now, uh, and we're going to see lots of great things to come this coming summer. Your company's story has a pretty cool connection to Hamilton and McMaster, uh, and it was, as you said, forged in friendship. Absolutely. So uh, I'm ha- Hamilton born and raised, Sean Ancaster born and raised, so now Hamilton born and raised. Uh, and we always talked about doing a 
doing a brewery and uh we just found this amazing property in in dundas and uh just wanted to share our passion for amazing loggers with people so that's what we put it together we're uh, as we all know still amid uh, the pandemic how have things been going you know, it was two years of challenging times. I'm going to say for us, it was probably a little bit better than our licensee friends. Uh, you know, the, the hospitality industry really struggled through this. Uh, and I think we did a lot of things to support our community, uh, to support our hospitality industry uh, during those months. We also did a, a release when the, when the pandemic first happened. We gave away beards to uh, our frontline uh, workers uh, early on in the pandemic. So we've done a lot of stuff to support our community, and we know it's been a tough time, been a tough time, quite frankly, at the brewery. Uh, but, you know, uh, working together as community, just like this initiative with Ukraine, is all about helping each other. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, Ed Mandronich, is the owner of Sean and Ed Brewing Company, a limited run of Lagershed Original from Sean and Ed Brewing Company. We'll see $4 from every four-pack donated to help those in Ukraine at the UN Refugee Agency. Is there a, a fundraising goal in mind? Do you, have a, do you have a number in your head? Well, what I said to the team is the faster we sell it out, the faster we'll make another run and we'll keep it going. Uh, so there isn't a specific goal in mind, uh, but just the more people buy of it, the more we'll make and the more we'll donate back to the UN Refugee Agency. That is pretty cool. Ed, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with the campaign. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. That is Ed Mandronich, the owner of Sean and Ed Brewing Company. Again, this is a limited run. you got to act fast. Lager Shed Original, Sean and Ed Brewing Company, $4 from every four-pack sold is going to be donated to the U.N. Refugee Agency to help those in Ukraine. We know that there are millions, millions of people that have fled Ukraine. Last number I saw was 4.5 million, maybe upwards of nearly 5 that have fled the country. Many, many more are displaced from their homes. Uh, So this is going to be a huge help to those who have uh, been forced to flee their homes for safer locations. Uh, By the way, I should mention as well that the Westdale Theater is also holding a fundraiser called Hamilton Helps Ukraine. Uh, That is going to be held on May the 5th, with all proceeds going to the Canada-Ukraine Foundation. Uh, Tickets for the evening of conversation, music, and film are 20 bucks, and uh, you can get more information and tickets online at thewestdale.ca. And if you just want to contribute to those who are Uh, being impacted greatly by what is happening in Ukraine, go to our website at 900CHML.com, click on the Ukraine Relief logo, and it will take you to a, a, a page that has a number of different options, whether it's Amnesty International or the Red Cross, on how you can donate to help those in Ukraine. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. They're off-season humming, but the Ticats will be humming on the field in just a matter of weeks. Training camp opens, preseason games starting, an 18-game regular season this year. Yeah. And the Grey Cup in Regina, which the Ticats are going to take, right? Like, they're due. They're overdue. Long overdue. Uh, With the start of CFL training camps right around the corner, the Tiger Cats were busy once again yesterday extending and promoting their offensive and defensive coordinators, Tommy Condell and Mark Washington, respectively. And we have the pleasure to discuss uh, this whole situation, what is ahead with Mr. Mark Washington, defensive coordinator and assistant head coach with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mark, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. How does assistant head coach sound? (laughs) (laughs) I like the title. Sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> it's it sounds like the signing of the extension and and the promotion really was a no brainer. Was this an easy decision? Uh, for me, it was it was a real easy decision. Um, since we uh, came to Hamilton back in 2019, this place has been amazing. This um, this organization 
the city itself, the support we've received, uh, it's just been amazing. So to have this opportunity for Coach O and, uh, and the rest of our organization to have that type of confidence in me, oh man, you know, uh, yeah, it was a no-brainer. It was uh, 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 it was an honor. It is an honor to have it, and um, you know, we just want to continue to progress. You know, what does it change? We'll see what you know. How does it change? Whatever that really means, but I tell you what, it's an honor to be to have that title. Nothing is guaranteed in football, as you know. But with Hamilton hosting the Great Cup in 2023, was it important for you to have that extension at least through 2023 to to see this thing through? Yeah, well, that's that's very important. You know, you want security and whatnot for your your family and your situation that you may be in. Um, having a Great Cup here. You know, we we've seen the support that this city uh, will will lend when it comes to the Tie Cats, especially when it comes to the uh, the Great Cup. Last year was just amazing, and and there were restrictions and things like that in place. So I'm sure this city will roll out the red carpet and uh, really put on a great uh, um, Great Cup party, Great Cup week that week uh, in 2023. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is Mark Washington, defensive coordinator and assistant head coach now with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, As you know, life as a coach is not easy. You have long hours. There's big egos in the room. There's up and downs every year. Job security, as you mentioned, always an issue. How are you able to balance all of that, maintain a family at home, and try to win ballgames each and every week? Well, first of all, it is a blessing to be here. Um, it's a blessing to have these positions, to have those uh, challenges. Uh, the next thing is every day when you walk into the room, you, you better leave that ego wherever you leave it. You know, you can have it, but you can leave, you got to leave it at the door, you leave it in your car, you can leave it somewhere because, because this game is such a short-lived game and, you know, we're all trying to win. You know, we're just trying to find the best way to win. We have great leadership throughout our organization um, that make sure that we uh, we are – I don't want to say towing the line, but we all have the same vision. We all understand the culture that is that has been developed and that is being developed in the team. And we want to represent and we want to make sure that we are always showing to our to our to our players this is what it means to be a tight cat. This is what it means to to be a part of this organization and help us try to win. So I mean this business, like you said, is a fickle one, but you know, at the end of the day, you're always, you know, charged to do your very, very best. Uh, you're always charged to to, to, put, to try to put a winning product on the field and to make sure that your guys are progressing and becoming better men at the same time as better football players. Every CFL offseason brings change. Uh, some players have exited the facility. Uh, Jagera Davis, uh, maybe the prime example on defense going down the highway to Toronto. Other uh, star players on offense and defense have re-signed with the team. Uh, I know the draft is coming up next month. Uh, what are you most looking forward to just in terms of the defense uh, here in Hamilton in 2022? Well, we're, we're excited to see what we're going to have. Um, these men, they've been performing the last, you know, three, well, since we got here since 2019, and they have been performing such an, an admirable way. And I'm excited to see these men continue to grow and progress. Uh, we're going, we got a nice mix of youth and some guys, some veterans, some guys who've been around, and then we know that they're all going to fall in line and they're going to um, really learn what it means to be to be a part of the Ticat D. And for those who aren't here anymore, well, that's exactly it. They're not. They're not here anymore. And so we don't even worry about it. We just keep on moving forward.
Speaking of moving forward, have you moved forward from the Grey Cup defeat, or is that still kind of weighing on you, and will it stay with you until you're back on the field? We move forward, Rick. We move forward. All right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm it, it's, 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 we're trying to get back. We, we've got, we're getting past it, I'll say that. Um, we're, we're on the 2022. We're focused on that. Um, it, you know, it's nothing that we can do about the, the, the past, nothing we can do about 2021 at all. And, and the biggest thing is to, to make sure you learn from the lessons that are being taught there. Uh, make sure you gain and, and make sure that those things aren't repeated anymore. And uh, we're really focused on what we're going to do here in the future. We're with you. Moved I, on, Rick. But we've moved on. Painfully, we've moved on. <laughs> we're moving on with you, and we're excited about uh, bigger and better things here in 2022. Mark, uh, congratulations on the promotion and the extension. Thanks for joining us today, and good luck this season. So appreciate it. Thank you. That's Mark Washington, defensive coordinator and new assistant head coach with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, along with uh, offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. Yeah, 2022 could be, fingers crossed, a special year in Steeltown. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. The Hamilton Bulldogs aim for 50 wins as they close out the regular season this weekend, and they have been absolutely red hot since the turn of the calendar. Reed Duffy is the play-by-play announcer with the Hamilton Bulldogs and joins us now. Reed, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. Actually, I just finished reading an article about Jonathan David maybe signing with Manchester United, so my morning is off to a fantastic start. <laughs> that is amazing news. Wow. Um, Hamilton, I was looking back at uh, the schedule and some of the results that the Bulldogs have been involved with. Hamilton has just two losses since mid-February. That is a crazy hot streak. Yeah, it is, and and it, the credit goes to everybody in that locker room, from the players who, even when you have absences like Mason McTavish being out of the lineup, Rian Mishak had an injury that he had to deal with, and uh, we've gone stretches without Colton Cammer, games without Logan Morrison or Arbor Jacki, and this team just goes next man up. The coaching staff finds a way to put the lineup together to put everybody in a spot to succeed, and they just keep on rolling no matter who's in, who's out, it's been an incredible run to be a part of, and, and seeing the way these guys work day in, day out is really tremendous. It's a professional mindset at a junior A level. Bulldogs have won seven in a row. They go for win number eight tonight in a row when they visit Barry. Uh, what's your prognostication about what might happen on the ice tonight? Well, it's, it's going to get uh, really interesting because Barry could be a potential second-round opponent for the Hamilton Bulldogs, and one of the big storylines is uh, Barry's starting goaltender, Matt Gusta, who is just outstanding, has not played recently. Uh, the, the word has been that he's been dealing with an injury, and they become a different team when Gusta is not in, although they did get Tyson Forster back from the Philadelphia Flyers, so that will help their offense out. But, uh, Rick, last weekend they gave up, I think it was 23 goals in three games without Gusta, so... It's been a tale of two teams in the last couple of weeks for the Barry Colts. A couple of bottom feeders uh, in terms of the standings coming at the Bulldogs this weekend. Uh, Hamilton will host Niagara tomorrow in their final regular season home game. And then Hamilton will close out the regular season in Erie on Sunday. Uh, they have 48 wins right now. 50 is a legitimate possibility. It absolutely is. And, and if they were to pick up a win in Barry tonight, you'd have to feel really, really good about the, the chances of hitting 50 wins uh, the, the weekend schedule sets up pretty well. Niagara, I think it is cool that the Ice Dogs come in for the last Bulldogs home game of the season because as much as we'll be honoring our overagers, you'll also have Liam Van Loon in the building, 
who of course was part of the 2018 Hamilton Bulldogs and a staple in, in the community while he was a Bulldog. So that's kind of a nice touch that Liam will be there for that last game of the season on home ice for Hamilton. And then going to Erie, the one thing, Rick, about the Erie Hunters is they've played the Bulldogs tough just about every time they've met this season. So you can't count those guys out, and they might still be battling for the eighth place in the Western Conference on Sunday. That position between them and Sarnia has not been settled yet. So they may still have something to play for. So I like the chances at 50 but the guys will have to be sharp for sure. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, Reed Duffy, play-by-play announcer with the Hamilton Bulldogs as Hamilton goes for win number eight in a row tonight as they visit Barry. Their final home game of the regular season is tomorrow night against Niagara. You can get your tickets online, ticketmaster.ca, hamiltonbulldogs.com. Uh, after this weekend, it's it's playoff time. Is there Does there need to be a shift in mentality at all, or is this team set up for what could be a long playoff run? I think they're pretty set at this point, Rick. I think maybe the only shift in mentality might be that they're going to go against the same team between four and seven times over a period of a week and a half to two weeks. So I think it's just going to be focusing in on one individual team. But the Hamilton Bulldogs have taken care of business all season long, and especially since the turn of the calendar to 2022, the team has been on a rampage. And I think that they are zoned in on the task at hand. And as much as... I know there's been a lot of talk about number one in the country the last couple of weeks in the the CHL rankings, and does that get into their heads? And It hasn't with this group. This is all business. They've got a goal in mind, I think probably a couple of goals, OHL Memorial Cup, and I I think they're on on that path that nothing's going to get in the way. The blinders might be on in terms of tunnel vision to one opponent to the next to the next, and they're they're ready to run. These guys... uh, have a great mentality led by the coaching staff. So I, I think they're they're set to go. That first round opponent will either be Peterborough, Ottawa, or Oshawa. Either way, uh, first round of the playoffs and then some will be uh, lots of fun if you're a Bulldogs fan. Should also mention that game-worn stealth jersey auction still in effect uh, at HamiltonBulldogs.com. It ends Saturday at 8 p.m. All money raised going to the Bulldogs Foundation. Reed, thanks for the time. Uh, best of luck this weekend, and we'll we'll chat some playoff hockey next week. I can't wait, Rick. It feels like it's been forever since we've had a chance to talk playoff hockey. So this is exciting and I can't wait to get there. Three more games to go. Let's have a blast. Thanks, Reed. You got it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com. The Good Morning Hamilton podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.